Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the creator of Submission Support, our monthly membership to help you curate and submit your next wedding. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so excited for our first episode of the new year. And today I'm chatting with KP and Jesse all about the seven quick SEO wins you can get today specifically for wedding photographers. The duo share their seven easy to do tasks that will help you get your site ranking sooner with search engines and they explain why blogging is not dead. A little bit about KP and Jesse is that they are the duo behind the queer run website design studio Inkpot Creative. They primarily work with inclusive change-making entrepreneurs in the wedding industry to help them stand out intentionally with a -a one-of-a-kind SEO-optimized website design and blogging. I'm so excited that they're here. This is a great episode, and I wanted to start off the new year with easy wins and um, very tangible tasks that you could do right after today's show and help your site start ranking now. So let's get excited. Let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. everybody. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have two guests on the line today, which I'm really excited about. KP, Jesse, can you say hi to everybody? Hi. Hey. Thanks for being here. How are you guys doing? We're doing really good. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. It's actually snowing today in New York, so it's really pretty. So it is. Yeah, it is not snowing here in Vegas. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, so jealous! I love Vegas. Where, where are you? You're in proper Las Vegas. We are technically right outside of Las Vegas in Henderson, but we can like see the Strip from our apartment window. So oh very close. That's so cool. I actually got married in Vegas. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Eloped. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. It was fun. Oh, are you guys from there? No, I'm actually originally from Florida and then moved to Massachusetts. Sorry, Jesse. (laughs) No, you're kidding. I'm from Southern Vermont, but we met in Boston at school. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, I love that. I love Boston. So fun. Okay, cool. Well, you guys are like East Coast girls at heart, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm so excited to talk today and have to pick your brains about this topic, we're going to be talking about seven quick SEO wins that you can get today, specifically for wedding photographers. And I think that SEO is so important and it's what, you know, people grunt and groan, they have to do it. But I think, you know, it's one of those things that you just have to master. And then I'm excited to help people who are listening sort of be better at it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but before we get started, let's introduce you guys to our listeners. Tell everybody a little bit about you, your company, and where you guys got started. Of course. So I'm KP. I'm the founder of Inkpot Creative, which is a queer-led design studio building unconventional, impactful brand and website experiences for photographers who are leading their industry by creating something different. And I like to say that I accidentally started this business back in 2020. So we graduated in 2020 from college. I had trouble finding a job, as you could probably imagine. Mm -hmm. And I ended up starting off in a social media management business. So that's what Inkpot was when it first started. And then over time, I kind of went back to my roots because I have a background in publishing. I am absolutely obsessed with reading. And I ended up finding out that designing websites is almost like designing an interactive layout, like 
I love designing books. Like that's really what I wanted to do in my life. So I ended up kind of just combining those passions into website design and I just haven't looked back. I love that. And I am Jesse. I joined Inkpot back in 2022. So I was working a regular remote job doing customer service and wasn't super happy with what I was doing. And Inkpot was taken off. KP needed more help. So I took the leap and quit my job and am now the web developer here at Inkpot. So I had absolutely zero experience before I started, but just kind of picked some stuff from KP, picked some stuff up from KP. She taught me how to do some of the stuff and then have just kind of continued to to learn and grow since then. And now I'm a full-fledged developer. I absolutely love it. I can't imagine doing anything else with my life. Oh my goodness. That's so inspiring. I'm so, <laughs> that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. So actually KP, so I went to graphic design school. I went to SVA and wanted to design books myself. I wanted to do book covers. So that's funny. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Didn't happen, but it was was nice (laughs) while it lasted. (laughs) Well, I'm so excited because, you know, we're starting off the new year. We've got a new season of, you know, people are getting ready. And I'm excited to talk about, you know, SEO and, and some quick wins. And I, you know, I want to start out the year on a good note. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's get started. You know, what are your, you know, what do you think are your seven quick SEO wins that that we can start with today? So our first one is absolutely add keywords to your website copy. So this is how people are really going to find you and how you're going to start ranking better on Google. So when we say keywords, what we mean is think about what people would type into Google to find your services and then kind of go from there. So you can even think about your Google habits. Like what do you type into Google when you're trying to find a restaurant or when you're trying to find a new business to go to or anything like that? Think about the things that people would Google to find you and what you do, where you you know, shoot, where you're located, what type of couples you like to photograph, anything like that. And start your keyword research from there. The key there is to do actual keyword research. So sometimes what we think people are searching for and what people are actually searching for are two very different things. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to waste your time putting things out there and then realize that nobody's actually looking for it. Or if you just flip words around, it can make a massive difference. So definitely start with keywords. And like I said, you can think about different types of services that you offer, uh, where you are locally, your photography style, anything like that. Those are all probably keywords that people are going to be searching to find you or find someone like you. And our favorite tool, if you are looking to do this, to actually find keywords is KeySearch. That's what we use and we absolutely love it. Um, It is a paid tool. So that's the one kind of caveat to it, but I think it's maybe $17 a month, and you can do all of your keyword research in one month and you have it there. Um, There is also a couple other ones. Uber Suggest is one that has a free version, but I think you get like three searches a day. So you have to be uh, very cautious about what you actually search and maybe do some thinking and mapping out before you actually do it um, to get the three, it's either three or five searches every day. But um, those are our two favorite tools to... um, find those keywords. They'll give you the scores for how difficult it is to rank for them. They'll give you how many people are searching for them, other keywords that you could use instead, all of that. So it makes it really easy to 
find those keywords to actually add into your website copy. Yeah, I love that. I, I forgot that I used to use Uber Suggest. <laughs> you just reminded me, but yeah, this <laughs> what is it called? Key search? Key search. Yeah, that's yeah. the one that we use. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, I, I kind of want to be able to search everything at once and not be limited to the free three <laughs> at a time. So that sounds good. Yeah, exactly. Be funny. Yeah, I mean, so what would be next? Number two. Number two, this is one that we actually see happen incorrectly a lot. And it is to actually go through your website and make sure all of your text tags or text properties are correct. So this is basically just making sure that, you know, everything that's a heading is actually marked as a heading. Everything that's a paragraph is actually marked as a paragraph. So a huge issue that we unfortunately see a lot is that a lot of um, photographer sites will have multiple H1s and an H1 is almost basically your title of your page. So what this is doing is it's confusing Google and Google's not going to know what the title of your page actually is. And it can actually push your page to rank lower than it should. So this is usually super easy to fix. Pretty much every single website builder is going to have a way for you to click into, you know, that text box on the page and show you like if it's an H1, an H2, or if it's marked as like a body copy slash paragraph. Um, so we really recommend going through, making sure, number one, that there's one H1 on every site. Number two, that all of your headings are correct and that all of your paragraphs are actually marked as paragraphs. Is that hard to do? It is super simple. So this is probably one of the lower lift uh, updates to make. Oh, I like that. Lower lift. That's good. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Cool. Because I have Squarespace and I know that I could do that easily um, myself. I'm a little techie. That's where... I came from the, the tech before I became a photographer. But I think uh, if someone's sort of overwhelmed with that, you think there's probably like videos and stuff like they could watch, right? To figure it out. Yes, oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely. Don't get scared. <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> so what about number three? So number three is going to be to add alt text to your images on your site. So alt text doesn't also doesn't only help with SEO, but it also is huge for accessibility. So alt text is basically a simple description of what the image actually is. Uh, it doesn't have to be super long. It doesn't have to be super complex. Just look at the image and write down what you see. The reason that you want to make sure that you have alt text on all of your images is because this is what screen readers will read. So if someone is using a screen reader on your site, that is what it's going to read instead of just kind of like skipping over the image. And this helps with accessibility and Google loves accessible sites. So it's one of the things where, you know, you might not necessarily see maybe not adding keywords into the alt text. Sometimes people do that and that can be great uh, if you want to do that. But the, one of the biggest things is just making your site accessible. It's something that Google does pay attention to. And so you want to make sure that however you can, you can kind of make sure that it's top tier. You're not missing anything, especially something as easy as writing as alt text. And I say easy because it is very simple. It's, it's mindless. It's not very complex. You look at the image, you write it. But especially for photographers where you have maybe anywhere from, you know, 50 images on your site to a couple hundred images on your site, going through and writing alt text for them can be a little bit time consuming. Um, so it does take a little bit of time to actually do it, but it is definitely worth it in the long run. And at the end of the day, everyone wants their site to be accessible because we always want to make sure that anyone who visits our site is able to fully experience it regardless of how they're actually viewing it. 
Yeah, I love that. And I do you think so you're saying that Google will reward you with a higher ranking if you add this alt text. You Google think? Google definitely likes things that are accessible across the board. So there's there's other things that go into accessibility when we look at even your like font sizes. You're not, you know, body paragraph font should be you know, 16 points at least at like the lowest so that people it's easier to read and, and people can um, view it and and everything like that. So they it is something with, where Google does like the accessibility and they also use alt text to kind of determine what images to actually portray or link to or anything like that. So it's another thing that can help kind of boost their understanding of what your content actually is and that can help you rank better because ultimately if google understands and like truly knows what you do who you are who your you know audience is everything like that that's going to help you rank better for people actually searching in those areas i love that yeah so maybe one day you put on a a a show and you go through your site and add all the uh all text while you're watching Netflix or something. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. yeah. It really is a mindless task. It just takes a little bit of time depending on how many photos you have. Yeah. I love that. Oh, that's so good. Cool. So what's number four? Number four is to make sure your site is mobile friendly. And this is one that, again, it's uh, I feel like it's another one of the lower lift ones because it won't take you a super long time to do. But majority of your traffic is definitely coming from phones, especially if, you know, a lot of your traffic is coming from Instagram, like majority of your traffic is definitely going to be, you know, scrolling on their cell phone. So everyone's visiting sites on mobile now and Google is actually going to take note on if your site is mobile friendly or not. So you really want to go through, make sure all of that, all of your pages are optimized for mobile and that everything can be viewed and read on mobile. And especially that all of your buttons can be clicked on mobile. That's a very big mistake we see happening a lot. Um, So make sure that there's no, you know, overlapping text. This is very common on show it. Sometimes that can accidentally happen or having images covering your text, having, you know, text that's the same color as the background, everything like that. Yeah. I know some people try to be sneaky and have the background text be white. So then they put these more keyword, they like keyword stuff, the page and Google hates that. So don't do that. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that stuff. But yeah, mobility. I remember when they made it a requirement and everyone was freaking out like, oh my God, mobile. But I feel like it's a kind of no brainer at this point. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right, cool. Number five. What's that one? So our fifth one is to blog, blog, blog. You should absolutely be blogging. I know a ton of people are going to turn around and be like, well, blogging's dead. Blogging is not dead at all. Zero percent. Your ideal clients are out there and they're searching for topics that you can easily write about. Mm -hmm. So even if you think about you know, your own habits, when you need to know information, you're probably Googling it and then clicking on a blog. Think about the last time you looked up a recipe. You look up a recipe for it, you're clicking on a website, that's going to be a blog. So people are still absolutely going to blogs to learn information, especially if it's information from an expert like you. So if you're writing on photography topics as a photographer, they're going to eat that up and it's going to be really good information that they're going to trust. So if you don't know where to start with blogging or you feel like, okay, that's great, but I don't know what to write, here are a few of our best tips. So the first one is to think about the venues that you like to photograph at. 
You can even start with a bigger roundup post of the best venues in your city or your state, your area that you, you know, shoot in. Maybe you're in the Northeast, so you do it in all of the Northeast or anything like that. You can even break it down a little further and be do posts on the best indoor, the best outdoor, the best luxury, rustic, modern, whatever it is that you have in your area. You can write all about that. So say you write that, you have 13 venues that you put in that roundup post. You can then write a single post about all of those. So that's now 14 posts. We suggest doing at least two a month if you can. So if you do two a month, that's seven months worth of content with one single idea. So as photographers, you have a entire world of topics in front of you. Like there's, I don't think there's ever going to be a time where you are going to run out of topics to actually blog about. So Mm -hmm. definitely start with venues first, even take, you can use your blog as almost a portfolio and show off more images, but then kind of twist it to, instead of talk about the couple, because while the couple is great and you loved photographing them, the rest of the world who has no idea who that couple is, isn't going to want to read a blog post all about them because that's not going to give them any valuable information, but you can take the venue that they got married at Talk about the venue, talk about the different spots in it. A lot of venues will have, you know, a getting ready area, a few different ceremony areas to pick from, reception area. You can talk about all of that and then mention a little bit about the couple to kind of call them out in it. But that's going to give people a ton of valuable information in that post that they're actually going to use and be like, oh, that's great. And these photos are also really great. Let me go look at your stuff and then hire you from that. So, Venues are a great place to start with. You can also think about the questions that your clients often ask you. So things like what to wear if you do engagement sessions before the weddings, what to wear for an engagement session, how to feel comfortable in front of the camera, because a lot of people, this is the first time they're going to be professionally photographed and it can be a little intimidating or you know what an ideal wedding timeline looks like or anything like that. Any questions that you get asked, people are probably also Googling those questions. So you write the whole blog post about it, you put it out there and you get people who are already aligned with where you are, what you do, who you like to work with coming directly to you instead of having to constantly be on Instagram, be on social media, be you know out there pushing yourself, trying to find clients, they're coming to you. So you should definitely blog. But the biggest thing to keep in mind is that blogging is a long-term game. Mm-hmm. So you, when you put out a blog post, you should not expect it to immediately rank. You need to give it time. You need to let it sit on Google. Google will you know, look through it, figure out what it's about. It'll start to settle in the rankings and bring in that traffic. But don't de- get discouraged if you post one and you're not seeing anything. It's not ranking and you're like, well, it's not worth it. I'm just going to not post anymore. Give it at least six months. Give it a year. Sit down this year and say, okay, I'm going to put two posts out every single month for the whole year and then reevaluate where you are at the end of the year. And I can almost guarantee that that if you're writing these posts that people are actually searching for, you're going to start to see your traffic on your site go up. You're going to start to see you know, more aligned people coming in or people reaching out or in general, just kind of more leads coming in, more traffic coming in to your site. So you want to give it time, use those keyword research tools, make sure you're writing posts that people are actually searching for, 
and your blog can definitely pay off big time. Yeah, I love that. I was going to just ask you, should we use the keyword key search? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Key search is amazing. Um, it'll give you, especially when it comes to blog post topics, there's a ton of valuable information that it'll give you. And it will, you know, sometimes we'll type in a specific venue or a type of venue and it'll, that one isn't a great keyword. There's not a lot of search volume for it, but then you get an entire list of similar keywords next to it. And you're like, oh, wait, this is what I could do. Or maybe you want to do a, you know, what to wear for your uh, engagement session and the general what to wear one isn't ranking, but what to wear for a fall engagement session is one that you can rank for. You can get kind of little tips like that that help you help you write it, but it is absolutely worth it to do the research first because blog posting is going to take a little bit of effort because you do have to sit down and actually write the post. So it's not necessarily a very quick, oh, let me just do this and put it out in 20 minutes. It's going to take you a little bit to write it. So you want to make sure that effort that you're putting in is actually worth it and you're going to see something out of it. So absolutely do the keyword research first, figure out what people are searching for, and then write based on that. Kind of going off that, I have one tip for finding keywords, and that is to double check search intent. So what this basically means is when you type something into Google, you're obviously expecting to have like a certain type of result. So my best example for this is we actually run a travel blog as well. And this is a very common one we see happen in travel is, you know, where to stay in Las Vegas is actually going to be a different type of post than best hotels in Las Vegas. Because best hotels in Las Vegas, someone is specifically looking for hotels, while where to stay in Las Vegas, that's going to be someone looking for, you know, neighborhoods around the area of where they should actually book their hotel. So before you, you know, start writing after you find a keyword, make sure you type that keyword into Google and just open up a few of the top posts that are ranking and just, you know, double check that it is actually what you're trying to write about and that it's not something completely out of left field or you might most likely not rank for that keyword. Yeah, I love that. That's such a good tip. And I love what you said, Jesse, about it being a long game. Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, you, you might not see a result immediately. You probably won't because Google takes its time. But yeah, I love that six months, a year, where are you? Where are, how have your leads increased? And where are they coming from? Are they coming from your blog? You know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. are you tracking that? I always think that's always good data to make sure you're tracking your leads and where they're coming from. Absolutely. And if you haven't already set up Google Analytics for your site, it is totally free and it gives you so much valuable information. You can see your specific posts, how many clicks those posts are getting for each of your blog posts, everything like that. So that gives you really valuable information into what's working on your site, what isn't, what people are coming to, where they're going on your site. So absolutely, it's free. It's super quick. It takes you know, five minutes maybe if you don't have it set up already. And it gives you so much information that you can use as you move forward. Yeah, that's a good tip. Yeah, Google Analytics all the way. What's number six? So number six is to actually interlink within your own website wherever you can. So this is in your website copy and especially in your blog posts. So once you have those blog posts published, this is when you're able to start interlinking on your site. And this is going to create more paths for people to stay engaged with your content and also just even show that you're more of an expert because you're going to have all of these posts about the same 
you know, topic. So basically when you're writing your blog posts, we recommend making different, you know, content pillars or like categories that you can kind of categorize your content in. So maybe you have one that's about like engagement sessions, and then you have one that's about wedding venues in a specific area. So once you kind of start to fill out that content pillar, it's going to be really, really easy for you to start to kind of interlink your content. And you can interlink in the actual text itself, for example, with a larger roundup post on your wedding venues, you can then go through and link each of those specific venues that you mentioned as you write a solo article on it. You can also add a read more section to the bottom of your post, which we always recommend doing and just link to similar articles down at the bottom as well. Yeah, I love that. I love that you guys are really focused on blogging. I feel like that really, I have to admit, like <laughs> I hadn't blogged in so long, um, probably a couple <laughs> maybe like eight months. But in December of 2023, I sat down for two days and I did eight posts and I was like, oh, that feels so much better. So I just feel like it's still out there. You know, you still need to do it. It's good to get your work out, especially as a photographer. And what about um, AI? Do you guys use that at all? Like for, to help you with writing or give you inspiration? I, I don't know if that's a tip, but I just have a question about it. <laughs> so with my travel blog, AI has been a like much more big of a topic, I'd say, before it got really popular in like the online entrepreneur world. So I've messed around with it quite a bit. And I have used it a little bit like in my own blogging just to like try it out and see if it works. But I do want to say the biggest tip I have for if you are trying to use AI is one, make sure you're the one making the outline for the blog post, not AI so that it is still like your original content and also go through and really make sure that you're editing it, adding your own touch, like your own spin, your own tips and knowledge throughout, or it, it's going to be really obvious that it wasn't written by you. <laughs> you want it to be human for sure. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So interlinking. So is that just like you click on a phrase and you, and you add a link there and you just link back to your, is it a backlink? Is it the same thing? Um, kind of, but it's considered interlinking just because it's on the same website, if that makes sense. So it is just literally linking like a specific part of your text to a post or another page on your site that has to do with like the word that you're linking. Cool. Awesome. Great. All right. And what's our lucky number seven? What's that one? Our last one is going to be to create a Google My Business profile. So a Google My Business profile can help you show up better, especially in local markets. Uh, creating this is honestly pretty quick and super easy to do. It, they don't make it very complicated at all. Um, and we have had clients in the past rank faster with a Google My Business profile than even adding you know, SEO keywords for their site or anything like that. So basically what this is, if you're sitting here and you're like, what is a Google My Business profile? If you Google something and you kind of see, normally you'll see you know, two or three sponsored posts at the top, and then you might see the map with different businesses on the side. Those are going to be businesses that have a Google My Business profile. If you have one and you Google your business specifically, it'll be the profile that shows up on the right sidebar when you're um, on the main Google search page. So it's really just your business. You can put a little blurb about your business, photos from you or your business. People can leave reviews there, um, which is huge. That is one of the kind of best benefits of uh, Google My Business Profile is that your clients can leave 
the proof right there. People don't even need to click on your site and go through the you know, testimonials that they're then sitting there and like, okay, did you pick these specifically because they were great? Like, are there any other ones? No, they can look right on Google. They can see the social proof right there, which is super, super important. And it also, like I said, that map pops up. If you were to Google Las Vegas wedding photographer, you're going to get a, a couple of sponsored posts at the top, and then you're going to get that map listing out photographers in Las Vegas. So if you are a wedding photographer who is very central to a specific location and you want to show up for that location, creating a Google My Business profile that says that you're in that location is really, really important. And you can start to pop up there. Sometimes people will click on the map before they'll click on any of the actual you know, websites underneath. Sometimes people will go right to the website, but it's kind of the idea of getting as many different paths out there for people to find your business. And this is a really, really low lift one. It's it's super easy to do. And it's something that you can kind of build upon and add to. Your clients can add to it as they work with you, make people know that you're a trusted photographer. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely something that isn't super hard to do, but can make a big difference. Yeah, I love that. I think, yeah, Google definitely likes if you have a lot of reviews on there mm -hmm. with my coaching clients. Um, I'm like, get some reviews, they'll like you. And then- she started, you know, coming up more. It's definitely a faster turnaround. They definitely like it a lot, which is which is good. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's super easy. And you can literally just send the a link directly to your like Google My Business profile to your clients and be like, hey, if you want to leave me a review on Google, here you go. And you don't have to do anything. They can put it directly on there. So it's great. Yeah. You know what I love? I love when clients do it without you asking and you get a little notice, you get an email, you're like, somebody left your review. And you're like, <laughs> it's oh always God, the best so feeling. Fun. I know. It's so fun. You're like, oh, thank you. And then I write them a note. It's so fun. It's good. So these are great. I mean, all of these are, they're so good. And I think they're all really helpful. And like going at them maybe systematically would be the way to go. But, but I think out of the seven, which one do you think we should start with first and why? I would say adding keywords is the first step we would suggest taking because this is how people are going to find you on Google. And it's also going to help Google start to understand more of what, what you do. So without keywords on your site, it's going to be harder for you to rank, especially for the things that you really want to rank for. And we would suggest starting out with website keywords and making sure that you have at least one primary keyword on each page. So don't try to go overboard. Don't try to have like, you know, three to four keywords on every page. Just focus on one and focus on those pages that you're actually going to be able to rank for. So for instance, your homepage, you'll probably be able to rank for. Your services page, you'll also probably be able to rank for. We used to say that you couldn't rank for your portfolio page, but we've actually been seeing some past clients starting to rank on the first page for portfolio pages. So now we say go for it on those. But your about page and your contact page are not going to be as easy to rank for. So just try to focus on you know those more money-making pages that are going to help you rank. Yeah. Um, and then once you have your website keywords, you can switch over to finding those keywords for your blog posts. But just remember that website keywords are going to be more along the lines of, you know, Las Vegas wedding photographer, um, more general and normally based around your location. Blog post keywords are going to be more along the lines of best wedding venues in Las Vegas. So they're a little bit more niche. Yeah. Oh, I love that. All right, cool. So we'll start with our keywords. Maybe we'll get our key search, the paid tool, <laughs> <laughs> sit down and get to it. Yeah, I think 
I think it's a good place to start. And then it I think might even spark some ideas on what kind of blog post you should be writing, right? Because you're going to be searching and maybe you'll notice, oh, that really ranks pretty high. I should write a post about that. And you can like mark it down. Yeah, definitely. So one of the cool things actually in key search is as you're doing keyword research, if you like don't want to open up another Word doc or start like jotting down notes, you can actually just check a little box and add it to a list. So you can just like start a brain dump list of keywords you find directly in key search. So then when you are ready to go and do those blog posts, after you find those website keywords, you'll basically have like a whole list ready to go. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's so cool. I love being efficient. That's so great. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think, you know, or what do you wish photographers were doing more consistently, consistently on their website? So as you can probably tell, a common theme with us is blogging. And that is the one thing that if with all of our photography clients, if they don't already have a blog, if they're not consistently blogging, that is the one thing that we suggest. It's such a great way to reach your ideal audience, organically get leads without feeling like you're constantly having to engage anything like that, like you do on social media. You're always having to post, you're always having to comment and like and have these DM conversations and they're great and that can be awesome, but sometimes it can feel a little draining to feel like you always have to be on. But blog posts are going to work for you long after your social media posts die out. Mm -hmm. So we did talk about it is a long-term game. It can take six to 12 months for posts to really kind of settle in their rankings in Google, but That's why for us, it's so important to kind of push starting sooner rather than later. The longer you hold off on this, you're just wasting time that your post could be ranking. It could be out there. So the sooner you can post the content, the sooner you can get it to start to rank. And also every single post you publish is also going to be another page on your site and another avenue people can find you from. So blogging is a way to continually expand your reach, expand your site, give people different ways to find you. And it's it's really better to post and then update it later if you have to, than kind of not post at all. The one thing we do always push though, is that it's always quality over quantity. Google is gonna wanna see quality content. They're gonna wanna see original content which is great for photographers because you have so many photos. You don't have to use any stock photos, which is amazing. (laughs) You have so much content to go off of, but getting quality content out there, even if it's, you know, a shorter article than you would maybe like, generally we suggest about 1500 words for the photography topic post is generally where everyone on the first page in Google is around. So 1500 words can seem like a lot sometimes if you can only get one out and they're like, okay, I only have time to sit down and do this. I have it at, you know, eight, 900 words, a thousand words, publish it. You can always go back and update it later. If you find more venues, if you have more information on it, if new ideas pop in your head, this isn't a, you're never going to be able to change this. You're not turning in your final paper for the semester. You can go back as many times as you want and update it but it's better to get that content out there and have it sitting there and growing on Google, Google understanding who you are, what you're doing, what you should be ranking for and help kind of push you up in the rankings across the board. Yeah, I love that. I guess I don't want anyone to feel like overwhelmed, right? Like, oh my gosh, I have to start blogging and doing all this thing and I have so much to do. And you know, most photographers are one person, maybe two Mm -hmm. people shows. So how, how, and I, I think I kind of know the answer to this, but like to take away that overwhelm, 
Like you, I liked what you said, two a month. Like I think that's mm-hmm. like a good goal, right? Yeah, yeah. It's very we we never want people to feel overwhelmed because we totally get that. We work with photographers every single day and absolutely understand how busy and crazy your life can be. So two a month is our kind of goal that we set for everyone because it isn't a ton of content. It gives you time to sit down and say, okay, I don't have to you know, spend this entire day writing. If I can write a little bit here, I can write a little bit there. I can get photos together here, anything like that. It gives you time and flexibility to actually write that quality content. And you can also schedule ahead if you need to. So if you have a really good day, like you said, you sat down, you had eight written. If you want to post all eight at once, that's great. If you want to be like, no, I want to have a post go out every other Friday and I want to be really consistent with that. And one month you sit down and write four posts, you can schedule them out if you want. And if that makes you be able to stay on track and feel motivated and feel confident in what you're putting out, then that is great. And you can absolutely do that. But two is kind of a good a good number to hit for. It'll keep you consistent, keep new content going out because we always went into that. Oh, I'm going to, you know, they have it on social media all the time. I'm going to post every single day and then you miss one day and then all of a sudden you haven't posted in two weeks. Right. So just kind of keeping it low, starting small. And you can even go through some of your social media posts. A lot of the, edu- if you have any educational posts on your social media, you can turn those into blog posts. Anything that's like a carousel that kind of does different points on each slide, turn each point into its own little paragraph, its own section on a blog post, and you have an entire blog post right there. So there's a lot of content that you already have that can make it really easy to not have to sit and spend hours and hours and hours thinking about what topics to write on and what are going to be keywords and anything like that and make it really quick. We also love outlining everything. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds a little, we all hated it, like doing it in school or doing it whenever, but sitting down, outlining, be like, okay, these are the venues I'm going to talk about. These are the points I want to hit about on this topic. Here's a few bullet points of, you know, things I want to make sure I mention. And then once you have that, sitting down and writing it is super, super easy. And it's helped us, you know, get down to maybe takes us an hour to write a blog post, which is really great. And it allows us to consistently write them and, and put them out. I love that. And, you know, I think a good hack would be like you can outline on your phone. Like if you're traveling or if you have some time, you can just do a quick outline, you know, on your phone. You have to be at a computer. And like that could be your starting point, your jumping off point to writing your blog post. Like maybe I get ideas all the time, like at random times. So I my notes are crazy. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to write this post. I'm going to do this. I think, you know, that could help too. Yeah. Keeping notes. Anytime you go to a venue, if you're like, wow, I really like this venue, like write down the name. So when you're putting together that post, you're not like, oh my God, what was that couple? What was that venue? Where was it? Like, let me try and figure this out. Any Anything you pass by and you're like, oh, that kind of looks cool. Like go write it down, go check it out. And you know, even if you are, we've had some photographers who are kind of a little bit newer and they're like, okay, I want to write these venue posts, but I don't have any pictures from these venues, or I really want to have, I, w- I really want to book weddings at this venue because it seems really cool. And these are the type of couples that go to these venues are the type of couples I want to work with, but none of my clients have booked that venue. So I don't have any pictures. I don't know that much information. Reach out to the venue and say, Hey, can I come through and just do a walkthrough, take a couple pictures to write a blog post and kind of feature you here. 
And nine times out of 10, they're going to say, yes, you can figure out a time to go kind of take a tour. They might give you some information about it. You can take a couple of pictures or you can just take some pictures outside of the venue. If you can kind of walk around the grounds, anything like that, and you still have the content, you can write what you want to write about and start to attract those people for the specific areas, topics, venues, anything that you want to write about. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think in venues, and you're also making a contact there, right? Like mm-hmm. you're introducing yourself, you're a photographer, like, hey, if you ever need anything, like offer your services, like if they have events or something, like, I think that's such a good path to to start getting on. Like, it's a little bit of a hustle, but it's a good one. For exactly. sure. <laughs> and then I have one question. I know we're going to be wrapping up soon, but like, what do you think about, what are your thoughts about taking the dates off of your blog posts? Mm, that is a great question. So we are fans of I'd having, say being removing. able to update the date. That's <laughs> our, that's our biggest thing. Yeah. You update the date. Yeah. So anytime that you go in, like we've had posts where we write them, maybe we wrote it in 2021, but we've updated it and added new points to it, um, updated even the different sections in it. Like sometimes, unfortunately, like wedding venues will close and you're like, okay, I don't want this one in here anymore. Let me switch it out with a different one or remove it or anything like that. So there are, I would say if you can have it so that the published date um is the having the date on there so that people can see it but have an updated date kind of plug in a lot of places will allow you to have like a plug in and it'll say you know last updated on blank that way people when people land on it they can see that it's recent content because mm-hmm. if you're looking for something and you know you see that the post was published in 2018 you're probably like mm, is this current is this yeah. is this current is this yeah. still active information so for the post itself if you can get a last updated on that's great um but we do also suggest taking the date out of the url a lot of platforms will allow you to kind of play around with the structure of your url and um it defaults most times to having the date in there but if you can have it without the url and your url is the keyword only So say we're doing a post on the 15 best Las Vegas wedding venues. The keyword is probably Las Vegas wedding venues or best Las Vegas wedding venues. You want your entire URL for that post to just be your site domain slash best Las Vegas wedding venues Mm -hmm. Um, so that you can, you don't have that date in there. That's going to date it right off the bat. You also don't have the number in there. So that if you go back and now there's 15, but the URL says 13, people are like, I'm I'm a little confused. Right. Um, so yeah, if, if you can't take it out, take it out or have at least the last updated on so that you can keep your content current and people know that it's still active and they can you know rely on the information that's there. I love that. Well, thank you for that pop quiz. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I want to end on like, what should... Where's one thing that everyone who's listening should stop doing immediately? Like what what is your biggest pet peeve when it comes to photographer websites? 
it's funny that you just brought up URLs because we actually wanted to talk about them with this one. <laughs> so we were going to say, stop ignoring your URLs, especially just on your main website pages. It is so important to pay attention to what you're naming them because your URLs are so important and you want to make sure that they're clean and clear. So this is one of the biggest mistakes we normally see if someone purchased a template and customized the template. Most of the time, the page names just become the URL. And in templates, they're not always going to be named what you actually want them to be named. So for example, maybe the template you purchased has multiple portfolio layouts. And let's say they're like portfolio one, portfolio two, and you like happen to pick portfolio two, and then you don't change the URL. So then your portfolio URL has like portfolio dash two on it, which just like looks like a mistake. Um, so we always say to really make sure that you're paying attention to what those are. And then our next point too was just about the blog post URLs again, just making sure that it has just your keyword in it. You don't want the whole title in there. If you're doing a list post, again, you don't want the number in there even because you want to be able to go in there and update the post. And then also make sure that you don't have the date in it as well. I love it. That's so good. That is such a good tip. Thank you guys. Oh my goodness. KP, Jesse, this has been such an amazing conversation. I'm so excited about the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank yeah, thanks so for, having for having us. us. Yeah, gosh, I could have you. We could talk about this forever. <laughs> <laughs> but, but before I let you go, let's tell everybody how they can find out more about you, your services, and of course, say hello online. So you can find us on our website at inkpotcreative.com. You can learn all about our brand and web design services. We also have a blogging for business course. If you're interested in taking blogging on yourself, we have a uh, whole masterclass that goes through how to find keywords, making blog post outlines, uh, basically writing from the very start to hitting publish and updating it, everything like that. It really takes, I think the whole masterclass is two hours. Uh, it even has, you know, post templates and, and everything like that in it to kind of make your journey as you start to blog super easy. Um, so you can learn about that on at inkpotcreative.com as well. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok, TikTok at inkpotcreative. Um, and then on our podcast, the unexpected entrepreneur podcast, where we talk about a lot of web design, branding, SEO, blogging, all of that stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Well, all these links will be in the show notes. You guys can swipe on up right now. Click on the links and let KP and Jesse know you listened to today's episode. Thank you guys. This has been so much fun and I hope to have you back real soon. Thank, Thank you so much. much. Well, that's it, you guys. I hope you liked today's episode. It was so good to be back. Miss you. I hope you missed the show and I hope you liked today's episode. Thank you to KP and Jesse for being our wonderful guests today. It was such a pleasure getting to talk with them. And if you want to find out more about them and their services or their online course or listen to their podcast, just click on those show notes and let them know you listened to today's episode. All right, you guys, I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye.